This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Lancashire. Long way away. I'm going to see the Chemical Brothers. Anyway, it's the Back of the Nest Palace preview podcast. We're away to Burnley Clarets. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Back of the Nest Palace preview podcast. Joining me, Nick Gillard, is Patrick, Pat O'Connor and Chris, Christopher Clark. Hello, Chris. How are you? You're not in the usual place. What's going on, man? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, I have been taking the opportunity. So Sky obviously uh, helpfully moved the game uh, against Spurs on Friday, which uh, to a Friday from the scheduled Saturday, uh, which meant I was unable to go. First game in first home game in seven years that I've not been able to attend. So I was quite annoyed about that. But on the other hand, it freed well, me up for a weekend. Got to see Sam's dad, though. Got to see yes, Sam's dad. Well, he was there instead. Yeah. Good guy. Um, and, yeah, so I, I was pleased to be able to help uh, John out get get to a game. Um, but it did free up a weekend for me. So it meant that I was able to, over the last few days, take in Stevenage, uh, who played Derby County and beat them 2-1, uh, which was quite good fun. Um, then I took in Coventry, Sheffield Wednesday on Sunday, uh, which was a 2-0 win against Rotherham. Then Coventry. Before you go on, oh god! Did you know all Sheffield teams are at the bottom of their respective leagues? Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, and Sheffield Town. I especially wasn't bottom. aware of the third one. Yeah, that's a good stat. That's a good stat. Yeah. I then went, no, carry on, Chris. Yeah, sorry. no, that's all right. It's not going to be a long, much longer list. You'll be pleased to hear. Um, I then went to Coventry, who were pretty poor in a uh, defeat against who on earth was it they were playing? Um, West Brom. West Brom. It was West Brom. Um, and West Brom actually were a fairly decent team. Then last night I went to Wigan, uh, Wigan Athletic against the Clowns, Charlton. Um, Charlton were 3-0 up at half time, uh, But on about 85 minutes, the fight back started. It got to 3-2. Um, there were six minutes added on. Um, and then and Wigan had a corner late on. 
the goalie came up. He it wasn't even the classic situation where he has a, sh- a header. He actually had a shot <laughs> from this situation, and unfortunately, it didn't go in. And they did uh, go down to a three-two defeat. Um, there were some lovely craft beer pubs um, in. Wigan though, so enjoyed that. And now I'm in Fleetwood for Fleetwood Blackpool. I'm just hoping that the guy who's got my ticket is going to turn up and give it to me. Uh, but otherwise, it's been a long journey for not much, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to this week. I was invited to Cambridge on Saturday because uh, I've got a few friends in Bracknell. Uh, they, they're playing Bracknell Town in the FA Cup. Um, Willie's going to Bromley because they're playing Blackpool in the first round in the FA Cup, but I'm going to Sheffield United. Um, well, I can give Will some tips on That's whether chemical. Blackpool are any good because I'm seeing them tonight, hopefully. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to the O2 on Saturday. Uh, what does the DW in DW Stadium stand for? Dave or, Whelan. Uh, Wigan. Dave Whelan. Oh, right. Okay. Wasn't he their manager at one point? He was their owner. Was he? Oh, right. Yeah, he was the bloke. He, he was... Um, he obviously saw them win the FA Cup, uh, which was the high point of his ownership. Uh, using an unfortunate uh, racial slur about Chinese people uh, was the low point of his chairmanship of the club. Um, and he's now passed away. Oh, the highlight of that was Ben Watson scoring. Yeah. Patrick, sorry, you're, you're lurking in the background there. How are you doing, sir? Bit bit fed up at the lack of golf today, I, I hear. No, I'm not fed up. I just... Wanted to, I wanted to get the pot out of the way, so I cancelled it, and it was a bit rainy in the morning, so I'm not fed up. No, I play all the time, so it's not a big deal. And how much I'm here, for, ang- I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm glad of that. How much your anger at Roy goes into no. your swing? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not angry at Roy. I just, I just don't like Roy as a manager. He's boring. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not, it's not anger. I just, I'm just bored. I'm just very, very bored of watching. Palace play on the hemis. That's not anger. I, I'm not angry. I've never been angry at the guy. I just don't like. I've never liked watching Palace play on him. It's just boring to me. And ten years in, I just yeah. want to. I just want more. So it's not anger. I just. I'm just bored. Yeah. I don't want to come up with anger. I'm just very, very bored. Very, very bored. So you haven't got frustrated with the manager Roy Wood in your um, club sack golf bag. Not, club sack. I don't. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't. I mean, Chris is shaking your head. I don't understand the pun. So I apologize. It was a wizard joke. Come on. Is it? Oh, That's okay. You remember the, the song, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day? Talking oh, okay. of Roy, he's upset a lot of our fan base after the Tottenham game. Um, personally, I think some of it may have been taken out of context, but I'll let everybody argue the point. But after a very disappointing game against Spurs, and Spurs were disappointing, you, you go to see the league leaders and you expect a bit more from them and it was frustrating in a playing FIFA kind of way in the, the fact that keeper just kept the ball at his feet and Edouard just didn't know whether to go and try and get the ball off him or just stand there. And um, the ball seemed to be at the keeper's feet rather than out of, more than it was out of play. Um, but Raksaki came on and Franca came on later on in the game and um, they did all right. France had a bit of a wild swing at a shot, could have done a bit better. Um, but he coated them. What do you make of that, Patrick? You just said he was taken out of context. Which one is it? Is he, did he coat them or was he taken out of context? Which, which, where, where are you going with? Well, he kind of said a few more bits afterwards. I think there was an, uh, Matt Wilson wrote, wrote an article in The Athletic, kind of adding a bit more detail to it. 
um, kind of saying that they're not really that ready. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, France uh, is a £20 million player um, who apparently isn't ready. Why spend that much money on a player? Who knows? But yeah, Patrick, just, just give us your thoughts. All right, so I'm going to read both quotes. Um, I, I watch interview. It's on Palace TV. Anybody wants to listen to it. But here's the, here's the first quote. There was no disappointment today. Maybe that the young substitutes who were who we think like who we like to think we believe in, or that will help us to do a different level, they didn't show that. They didn't do anything for us at all, really. We became much weaker when I made the substitutions. So that's the first quote. So here's my point. I mean, having watched the game once, I would never watch it back again because I wasn't entertained by that game at all. I don't see why you're picking out Ahamada, Raksak, and Francis. Clearly, those are the three subs that came on. He doesn't mention Mateta. When he could easily have just coated any of our starting lineup because I don't think anybody played particularly that well. I thought, oh, you played decently. You had a great goal. I don't think Joe Ward had a particularly good game. Hughes ran around a lot. You know, that was, his, that was his role. I don't think Edward played particularly well. I don't think Jeffrey Schlupp played well at all. He could have just called out, you know, the team. Why pick out the individuals? The second quote was, I feel sorry for Franca. For some reason, people have tried to imbue him. I like that word, by the way. With qualities that we can't expect to see him see from him. He's 19 years of age. He's got a handful of games in Brazil behind him. And we're asking him to go out and play against Tottenham. Now, I've mentioned this on the pod a few times. I actually... That quote I have no issue with because I've actually said that France has not played a lot. He's been injured for over a year, hasn't had a chance to really get involved in the game uh, for Palace. He had a under-21 appearance, scored a goal, but hasn't played a lot. I actually thought he did really well when he came on versus, who was that, Newcastle? Right, Newcastle away. Did okay. Brought some energy. Um, I didn't think he did anything particularly poor um, in the last match, but again, the corner kicks weren't great. He had a chance to to get a goal, which in which he was he was tackled. But again, I don't have a problem with those quotes necessarily because he is a young player. But we spent twenty five million pounds for him. Why would you say that in public? I don't understand saying that, calling him out like that. To me, it doesn't help players like Raksaki, who should have gone out alone and we wanted to keep him. It doesn't help Ahamada, who has barely played under Roy, and doesn't help Franca by saying those things. If you want to coat the team, go for it. You know, call out everybody. To coat particularly the youngsters, I don't understand that because it just, to me, it doesn't help. And now, again, for the future, what am I looking for? I'm looking for players like Franca to play more and do well. Ahamada, uh, Adam Arola from the 21s, uh, maybe Jack Rolls Morrison, David Ozo. I look forward to that. That's what I want to see. So to coat players that they're young, Raksaki, and not give them any confidence. I don't see how that helps them. I don't see how that helps them. Even if he's behind the scenes saying to them, you know what, you're doing really well in training, blah, blah, blah. To put it out in the press, and then so many people have come out, you know, people on TalkSport, other fans have come out and had negative comments about it. I don't see how that helps helps our club move forward. So for me, I don't think it was taken out of context. I think it was done out of frustration, perhaps from the transfer. It's not going the way he wanted to, but the comments to me were just unnecessary. I just didn't like them at all. Christopher, um, rather than you yeah. kind of repeating what Patrick said, um, with some of the fan base, it does seem to be the straw that's broken the camel's back. What do you I understand people's frustration. I understand people's anger. I, I, I mean, I, I associate myself with 99% of what Patrick's just said. That, you know, it doesn't make 
a lot of sense, except unless, generally speaking, Roy is a very experienced manager and you'd expect him to be trying to achieve something with what he's done there. So he's either trying to send a message to the board or he's trying to motivate those players by giving them uh, the stick, which is a pretty old school way of doing things, isn't generally the way that he's done things before, but you know, it is a tactic that other managers have used to try and motivate players. Or he's made a catastrophic misjudgment, you know, which may be just that he's not um, as well-equipped to do what what he does as he was years ago. I don't know the answer to that. But um, it clearly has affected people's attitudes to him. Uh, There were a lot of people who were previously willing to... uh, put up with, I think that probably is a fair way of looking at it, um, the performances that we have in order to secure the status of, you know, just carrying on in the league. I understand there's a lot of frustration out there right now about that. Um, frankly, I think we, we had all these debates when Roy was manager before in the last year and a half, two years of his tenure. Um, and I think we're going to carry on having this debate until he ceases to be the manager of this football club. Uh, and you know, as a show, Back of the Nest is going to reflect that debate in that there's a diversity of opinion. Um, some of us are willing to put up with it. Others are uh, just want want it over with now. Uh, frankly, I sympathise with both positions, although I'm more aligned to the put up with it position myself. So, yeah, but I can understand that for some people it really has broken that bond because you know we've always wanted to see young players come through and give them a chance and supported. And that wasn't the tone of these remarks. Yeah, it's uh, it, it hasn't helped uh, with the fan base because we know how fickle they are. And I suppose every team's the same. But we've played Newcastle. We've, we've played a top-of-the-table Spurs in the last two games. Our next game is against a team who's only winning the league this season has come against Luton. So Saturday is going to be the big test. Uh, I think the biggest news... Uh, which was on the social media at the time of recording today, which is Wednesday afternoon, is that uh, Wonderkins are back in training, Ezra and Michael Elise. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean that they are going to get straight into the squad on Saturday. Uh, D has said himself uh, on Twitter that he doesn't care if they're not 100% fit. As long as they're not got a chance of a recurring injury, he'd include them in a squad just to get get them some minutes. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Patrick. I know we've had a conversation about this before. How soon do you bring players back from when they're fit? Um, what do you reckon, Pat? Alicia hasn't played since he was injured for the France under-21s in August. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play him. There's no chance he can just throw him out there. Eze's only been out for a month or so, so there's a good chance you can get him in as a sub. But there's no way I'm risking Lise, um against Burnley away, um, even for five minutes. I, I need to see him train for a couple of weeks and play a under 21 game before I want to risk Elise. Just not worth it. He's not worth it for me. Yeah, we've seen what happens to players, though, when they start. I mean, under 21 games. Uh, sorry, Mr. Ferguson, you, you're injured again which is a real, real shame. Um, Burnley is a game that we ought to be winning, don't you think, Chris? What, how do you, 
How are you going to approach this game? Are you going to be, as Chris Hambling once coined the term, attackive? Or are we going to sit back and, and let them bring the game to us? Because at the moment, we haven't got anybody that can break quickly, really. The only one with any speed was Schlupp, and he seems to be carrying a lot of weight at the moment compared to what he used to be like. Um, what do you think, Chris? Attackive? Well- or I'd like to see us go out there and take, take the game, game to them. them. This is, as you said, this is a game that we can win and should be aiming to win. Uh, we, if we're serious about being a club that's not looking over our shoulders, that is consistently performing at that kind of level of being 14th or above and looking to be top half, then that's what we need to be doing is you know just dispatching these teams. Uh, Burnley are there for the taking. They've not got... Uh, as you say, they've, I think it's one game, uh, one win so far this season. So, you know, they're there for the taking. Um, we're not on the best of form and that has coincided with the loss of our key attacking players. So it's difficult to see uh, how we, you know, we've got the options and we know that Roy tends to prefer that we uh, set up tight, at, you know, um, play out from the back and you know, take our time and dispatch people on the clubs on the break. But that's not, we don't have the pace to do that at the moment and all the players to do that. So I think we, we need to be more uh, aggressive. I hope we will. It'd be nice to see, um, you yeah, Edward again. Uh, I, I, I mean, what I don't know is the fitness situation. And this is always the issue with preview shows. Um, we tend to record them before the, the um, press conferences happen. So, you know, they'll then be breaking news that, you know, this player's fit or that player's had a freak injury, etc. Um, but if, depending on players' fitness, I'd like to see Edward. Do we know Mateta's status? Because I think that that is key uh, in terms of how we set up. I'd like to see us go two up top and really take it to them. I haven't seen anything regarding his injury. But talking about players that can break, uh, Patrick, you, you watch... A lot of the under under eighteens, under twenty ones. Trial is B, Roshua and Matherin, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Seems Rashan. to be pulling up Roshan. Okay. Right. Seems to be pulling up trees in the games he's playing. He's scoring lots and lots of goals. Um, could he make the step up? Or would you want to read words quotes again about our youngsters? He's got no chance. He's got no chance of getting any he'll never get a chance to play. Under Hodgson, so he's not he's not at, he's not at the level of even a Saki, who was at least out on loan at a League One side and did really well for Charlton last year. There's absolutely no way Matherman would ever get a chance. So now that you're talking about Eze and, and Lisa coming back, you're going to see uh, Raksaki and Ahmed drop even further down. Maybe not even in a bench for for matches going forward. So no, there's no way Matherman gets in. But I want to go to what um just go back to what Chris was saying about um hoping sure. we do well. This is not the Statman Pat piece is going to come up but can you guys guess the last time that we beat how long ago since we actually beaten Burnley it's been quite a while there's been quite a few draws 2019 um, correct the 2-0 yeah. uh, Zaha and Schlupp scored so since then we have lost 1-0 at home lost 1-0 at Burnley lost 3-0 at home drawn the last two one being 3-3 one being 1-1 so we haven't beaten them in a long time so the optimism of going up to Burnley, and again, it's not under the same manager, but that was under Dyche, obviously, and now there's a company's coming in. And thinking we're going to go attacking, I think that's highly unlikely that he goes attacking. 
I think if we don't set up in the in the usual, the very similar to the last match, and just hope for a nil nil, maybe catch them on the break, I'd be shocked. But to play Mateta and, and um Edward up front, uh, I would be unbelievably surprised to see that. Um, but you know, you never know. We'll see. If Ezra is back, would you slip him into that kind of number ten role where Hughes has been playing? Or would you put him on the wing where Schlopp's been playing, Chris? Hughes. I mean, you know, for me, he's, he's got to go in at, at number 10. Uh, whether you you put someone in for Schlupp, I don't know. Roy won't know um, because, you know, he he is very loyal to his players, much like Southgate. Uh, picks the same team regularly, likes players, believes that they um, deliver what he wants and take his instructions. I understand that. Um, and as you know, I've always been a, a staunch defender of Jeffrey Schlupp, but I'm also someone who um, believes in form and picking on form. And, you know, I'm in a situation where I would say, give Schlupp a break and let him spend some time in the gym and then come back and hopefully be the player that he has been for us because he has been an influential player. But um, so I'd, I'd be looking at moving someone else. Maybe maybe move Hughes left, actually. I don't know. Never seen him play out left, have you, Patrick? No, and uh, did you guys see when he had the, when he had the breakaway against um, Spurs and how they caught him in like about five steps? Okay. Yeah, he's, he can't he can't play out wide. He's not quick enough. Yeah, he he played he he hustles. He plays really well mm. in the middle, but out wide, I don't think he's got the speed for it. Edward can play left. Slot, that's the answer. That's that's what we've done you in know. the past. But it depends on whether we've got someone who can then play up top. Yeah, but I can. But then that you know, he has done. Um, my favourite ever Palace game against Burnley. Patrick, I think you're going to know what this is. Um, I do know. Go and tell me. Yeah. Well, it's a 2-0, May 11th, 1979. Yeah. Promotion. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. When there were far more than the 51,801 in the ground that um, the official attendance was. Was that a Friday night game? That was, wasn't it? It was. If I remember rightly. It was. It was, but you know what? Interesting about that game, you know, besides obviously the fact, do you know prior to that game, do you know what the standings were in the table, Nick, for that game? Do you know, because obviously we were playing, everyone else already finished their games and that game was a rescheduled match because actually I was in England. That's the year I left. I left about a month before that. I'd been to most of the games that season. But do you know what the standings were before that game? Were we third or second? I can't remember. We were fourth. We were fourth really? with 55 points. Sunderland was third on 55 points also. Stoke had 56 and Brighton had 56. So those two points that we won took us from fourth place to winning the title over Brighton. I mean, clearly one of the best days in history of Crystal Palace, without a doubt. Yeah, it's one of the uh, matches I can remember just for the just for the sheer... It was just rapturous, that, wasn't that. it? It was, it was so brilliant. I, yeah. uh, I have a similar situation to you in that that summer we moved to Cornwall. So suddenly, oh, okay. uh, suddenly we were in the top division, and I couldn't and see there. it. Uh, I wasn't there, uh, and then all these kids in Cornwall suddenly started having their Crystal Palace bags and whatever. <laughs> and you've never been to a Palace game. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I was lucky enough um, back in 2018. Uh, Kevin Lyons. Uh, got me a ticket for Speroni's restaurant and sit in the kind of director's box thing. So I was right behind the dugout. And it was interesting to see what a moany git Sean Dyche is. And we played them <laughs> off the park and and um, 
they should have gone down that season because they weren't very, very good. I mean, you're talking about we haven't won against them for a while. We did have a spell before the freedom. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Defeats up to 2021. We'll beat them four or five times in a row. But so I don't actually step on Patrick's toes, we have got a new feature. Step man Pat, step man Pat, step man Pat and his pretty pot There is a 12-inch version of that, but I wasn't going to play the whole two minutes of it. Pat, hit us with your stats and facts. I'll give you a couple of current stats for Burnley. They have not kept a clean sheet in their last 15 top-flight matches. They are currently 19th in the league with one win in 10 matches and have a negative 17 goal difference. Crystal Palace stats. We rank we currently rank 13th in the league with home points with five, fifth in the league in the way points with seven, but we are 17th in the league in goal scored with eight, and 13th sorry eighth in the league with 13 goals against. But I have a question for the two of you: is we'll make the last um, part interactive. How many clean sheets do we have, and where does that rank us in the Premier League this season so far? Is it five? Three, Chris. Four. Oh, right in between. We have four, <laughs> and, and that ranks us. That ranks us second in the league so far. Behind season. Manchester City. Correct. Wow. So, just some stats there, and I have one more. In, one more interesting fact. In 112 years, it's going to tie into your your question. You're going to come up next. In 112 years playing um, against Burnley, we have scored 35 goals at Turf Moor. In 112 years. So doing the maths, what's the first time we played them? That's enough for that. Um, <laughs> that's really tickled me. 35 goals, did you say? 35, correct. Okay. Well, our second game against Burnley ever, we lost in the FA Cup. I don't know if it's our worst ever defeat. Our first game was in 1909 and we drew 0-0 at home in the FA Cup. Correct. And the replay was four days later. What was the score, Chris? one to Burnley? Given ah, that I said sorry. it's one of our worst ever defeats. <laughs> okay. Well, 8-0 then? Nine? Ooh, one more wow. than that. 9-0 we lost. Yeah. And then we didn't 
we didn't play them again until 1968. Yeah, exactly. So there was a 59-year gap between playing them. Which, you know, when we thought we had a long gap between when we played Brentford when they got promoted because we kept just suddenly missing them and they, they were languishing in the third division. Burnley used to be a bloody good team. They did. They really got did. FA Cup. FA Cup. Yeah. Um, in their Won the league yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, we didn't play them again in the league until 1969 when we went up that year. We were in the first division, the old first division, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, um, I was looking at some of the uh, Burnley News and Burnley Forums. Burnley Forums, they're absolutely fed up with Vincent Company saying... That's that, mad. That's mad, by yeah, the way. There's no way that Vincent Company will ever be Man City manager. But do you reckon? do you remember we were talking about Vieira possibly becoming a Man City manager? Or, or, or even Arsenal, yeah. Or even Arsenal. I'm not sure how... Did he go to a French club? Yeah, he's at he's yeah. Strasbourg, which is Chelsea's like feeder club. Yeah, he's in France now. Yeah. Um, talking of French clubs, um, oh, what's his face? He was at Leon, was interviewed. I think that's on the Palace website. Jake O'Brien. Jake O'Brien. Oh. I nearly said Jake Burns, but he was the singer in Stiff Little Fingers, which is slightly different. Um, yeah, Leon are languishing. Um, Wait, let's see what happened to them now. You know what happened against on on the oh, weekend? Oh, what with Marseille with the coach? That was yeah, awful, wasn't it? That was terrible, terrible. That was awful. You can't have that. Can't happen. That was awful. Yeah, Marseille have got form for that, though, haven't they? I don't know. Do they? I that mean, that was disgusting. For, well, yeah, during the Euros, the there was teams. that massive kickoff there as um, well, wasn't there? A few years ago. Um, so. It, yeah, there oh, is a little yeah, bit of, of a culture yeah, of it. There's yeah, yeah. a very interesting article in The Athletic. If you um, don't already have a subscription, you might want to consider that. Um, uh, that's not product placement. We're not sponsored by them or anything. Just it's very good. Um, so Matt Woosnam's got a, a good piece with a number of quotes from Drake O'Brien um, about having you know been sat on that coach and looking back, having seen that or heard that something had happened and you know, he did, at the time they didn't realize how badly their coach was hurt because right. uh, if you haven't seen the photos you do need to see the photos but i hope you've got a strong <laughs> stomach if you like blood don't if you don't like blood don't look it's a yeah. proper ha- halloween horror story thing yeah it really is yeah yeah there's enough things that we don't want to be looking at on the telly at the moment as there is anyway um Talking alone players, our goalie, who's oh, I've forgotten his name, got man and got in the team of the week for League Two. Who's Owen, the goalie? Owen Goodman. Owen Goodman. Yeah. Colchester. Uh, yeah. Very well. Saying that he's one of the best goalies outside of the Premier League. Oh, which does make you wonder why we spent all that money on Henderson, but that's a story for another week. Patrick's laughing away in the background there. And of course, the other the other big story featuring our lone player is uh, Killian Phillips um, getting a lot of stick at Wickham for standing still during a minute silence, uh, but actually standing away from his players. And um, whatever your thoughts about that, he wasn't running around dissing it. He just made a silent protest, and being Irish, I can sort of, you know. We we fought for the right for protest, and that's what he did. So that's all I'm going to say on that matter. Referee is Peter Who? Banks. 
Um, Peter Banks with an E. He's already ref one of our games this season, but I I don't know which one. Was he a disgrace? I I mean, they usually are. Go on. Was he a disgrace? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you're... um, you're, you've been watching a lot of other games while you go for your 92. And uh, just to add to your, you've been to Coventry. Have you been to Highfield Road? Yeah, no, I didn't make it to Highfield Road. Um, I seem to recall a one-all draw. Yeah. Um, what have you made of refs when you're watching live games that don't involve a team that you're supporting? Oh, some of them are still catastrophically off the pace. Um I think it's probably easier to see that it's just plain incompetence rather than an agenda when uh, you don't have a dog in the fight. But, uh, you know, I mean, I've still heard some absolutely amazing um, examples of people. I'm not going to do the accents because it wouldn't be um, appropriate, but, you know, just the anger from some of the people around me um, frankly reminds me of myself at a match. Yeah, and uh, just just to make it clear, we are... At back of the nest towers, we're completely against dog fighting. Um, I'm not sure about, but if he's got, um, I think we need to question that. Patrick, Peter Banks did the Brentford one-one game this season, by the way. Right, well done. He refed over history. He's refed seven of our games. Um, we've won three, we've lost three, and we've drawn one. And the just to see, I was going to ask Chris who it was against, just to see. <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> yeah, paying attention. I am paying enough attention to remember that. Um, I mean, it was, it was a game I didn't go to again, um, of course, but and a frustrating, um, frustrating draw, as I recall. It's fair to say. Yeah, it was. Um, other things: uh, Burnley are allowing flags into their ground for the game against Palace, whether they'll be the type that Arsenal and Chelsea use where they actually employ somebody to wave the flags or whether the uh, Lancastrians, it is Lancastrians, isn't it, will be allowed to bring in their own. Um, so in 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 summary, we need to bloody win, otherwise there's going to be a meltdown. Yeah, absolutely, there, there is. Um, and... You know, we've we've got a series of winnable games this month. So, you know, I mean, personally, I'm I'm quite confident that despite the weaknesses that you know we've seen in recent performances, some of our key players will be back towards the end of those three key games in November, and we'll pick up a fair number of points somewhere between seven and nine. I don't think we're going to lose any of the next three. Uh, so that's that's my prediction. Eight. Uh, well. <laughs> Yeah, well, That's I'm thinking we're getting seven, seven or nine, nine isn't it? Um, is what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we're gonna. Oh, I think okay. we're, we're gonna be all right in in this game. But it's, I understand the stress, and you know, people will inevitably, if you lose to a team that has only beaten one team, and that's Luton, uh, then there's going to be understandable frustration and anger. And uh, you know, we if we win the game, then you know, potentially depending on other results, we're in the same kind of competition as, you know, just looking at the teams above us in the table, Wolves, Chelsea, Brentford, West Ham, Man U. Um, If we lose that game and results go uh, a different way, then you're starting to look downwards. And, you know, that then means that you're looking at Fulham, Everton, Forest, Bournemouth, Luton, Burnley and Sheffield United. 
Um, now, Sheffield United are obviously out of the picture, really, let's be honest, with one point from 10 games. But if Burnley beat us, then they're starting to look competitive and we end up having to look backwards. So it is a key game and there will rightly be a meltdown or at least a lot of concern if we don't at least draw it. And I would say we need to win it, really. They're letting a lot of goals in, Patrick. They've only scored seven. We've only scored eight. Can you can you see where our goals are coming from if we're going to get get them against a team that are very poor defensively? Not not currently. Um, we're struggling to score goals because we don't create enough, and um, you know we're going with the same kind of lineup each match. Unfortunately, the effort's there for players like Schluff and Ayu and Hughes, but the technical ability isn't there the likes of what we had last year in Elisa, Eze and Zaha. So we're, we're going to struggle. I'd love to see if you could play some of the kids, but it's it's a tough, it's, it's going to be difficult. I want to go back to what Chris is saying though real quickly because talk about pivotal. We talked about last season when, when Hodgson came in and Hodgson came in and we played, we went, we were playing, we played Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Everton and Wolves. This string right here is very similar. We've got Burnley, Everton, Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth. If we don't get enough points out of there, out of those, over the the, the to holidays, when I'm going to be there, unfortunately, we've got Liverpool, Man City, Brighton, Chelsea, Brentford, and Arsenal. I am telling you right now, if we don't get points out of these next five games, I cannot see us getting much out of those games in December. And I do not see Hodgson surviving past January if we do not get points in these for the next five games. Because I don't know how we get we don't we don't traditionally get points out of the top half of the table. That's why Vieira got, got, got canned. It's uh, what Hudson has struggled against. Man, Man United decided this year, which Man United is not a very good team this year, but we did get a win and I'll give him credit for that. But normally the top 10, we can't get any points. But I'm telling you right now, that stretch of Liverpool, City, Brighton, Chelsea, Brentford and Arsenal is going to be so, so difficult. And it is going to get so, so toxic if we don't do something in the next five games. So Chris is right. Next five games, seven to nine points is absolutely absolutely imperative that we do get some out of those games. Yeah, indeed. Um, we had a good day out at Brentford, didn't we, a few years ago, Chris, when I think virtually all of back of the nest, apart from Patrick and Hambo, uh, went up there in a couple of cars. Um, it was a misery day, mi- uh, misly day, should I say, with the rain. I've had a look at the weather. shouldn't be too bad on Saturday. Um, but one thing that made me laugh, other than the fact we were late there, so didn't get to go in the cricket ground and get absolutely slaughtered for next to no money, was there was that Sean Dyche yep. pub, wasn't there? That kind of had Sean Dyche looking like Henry VIII on the pub sign outside. But what are the good pubs to go to in Burnley, other than getting a can of super strength red stripe uh, and sit in the bus station there? That's right in the middle of it. Where where would you recommend? Right, thank you. Um, introducing pub watch. So there's a, this is interesting because it's a place where, generally speaking, I've either been driven or I've got a train and was a little bit nervous the very first time I went there. To be honest, um, so I've generally played it safe with uh, the places that I've gone. Mostly when I've gone to games in Burnley, I've I've gone to the cricket club. Um, I have been in there on a number of occasions. One was a, a coach trip. That was that was the day that um, Frank de Paul got sacked, uh, and I had a few drinks uh, with people I've seen since many times since um, in the cricket club that that day. But 
if you're in a position where you are arriving in town, let's say on the Friday night, or you're coming in a bit earlier by train, or even if you've been driven up and you have enough time to try and explore elsewhere. I've... Sorry, sorry. I'm, 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 who is going to go to Burnley? No offence to Burnleyites, but who is going to go to Burnley for a short break? Carry well, on. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've just been on a break to Wigan and I'm in Fleetwood. So clearly, you know, some people are mad enough to do these things. Um, and the journey is a bit of a, a rough one. So I, I genuinely think some people might try it. Now, I mean, it, the last time we went there, it was grim as hell, um, actually. You know, just the slate grey sky, the weather, um, the buildings, all quite dull. But that said, this is where I'm getting to, is there are at least three decent camera pubs that come recommended. They're all in the town centre. They're all about a 15-minute walk from the station. Whether they let away fans in is a different matter. I, I can't vouch for that because I've only discovered these in... Um, my research the next time I go to Burnley I'll be checking them out though so the first one is the new broom um, but that's not spelt like triggers broom it's um, like brew as in you brew beer uh, with an apostrophe and an m so a terrible Gillard style pun there um, the new broom pub um, that looks really decent range of decent real ales then there's the bridge beer hoose um, that's h-u-i-s and again that's a very short walk away and looks like it's that's a more crafty place and lastly the micro swan and that is um again a micro pub so these are the kinds of places that are they're in the uh camera website so it sounds like they have a decent range of stuff and if you do try them um then please share your feedback yeah drop us an email use use the socials to let us know what you think because then we'll know that they they stay in the back of the nest um ale guide for away pubs for next year or maybe off the back of your feedback they don't um especially if they don't let away fans in so yeah those are the tips good luck let us know how you get on and i'm sure they'll be cheap will uh on his weekend away at newcastle was in a club would you believe bought two pints and a double vodka and coke and it cost 11 pounds wow Mm. that is well cheap. Yeah. That is well cheap. Definitely. I think I think we'll wrap it up there. Um next week we are at home to Everton. So we shall be um talking about that and perhaps maybe we'll do a pub watch for Croydon and uh the Norwood area, Chris, for any uh fans that come over because I I've seem to have a different set of Americans next to me. Uh where I sit in the home or stand in the homes now. Um, so that will be, uh, might be interesting for people to try somewhere new as well around the local environs. Um, thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Chris. Wait, wait, no. Predictions. Predictions for the game. We haven't made predictions yet. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to avoid that. Um, Fair Burnley, Burnley have conceded a lot. Um, so that's got to be Crystal <laughs> Palace nil. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, it's a game we need to win. It's a game Burnley are desperate to win. Burnley, fortunately for us, have got a game against the other uh, title contenders, if you uh, invert the table, Everton uh, in the League Cup tonight on the day of recording Wednesday. So hopefully that will go into extra time. 
um, and knacker them out. Who knows what sort of team they'll put out. Um, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 Palace win with um, a headed goal from Gaye. And I think Raksaki will score just to stick two fingers up at a certain Mr. Hodgson. Patrick? Not to correct you, but um, League Cup does not go extra time anymore. It goes straight to penalties, by the way. But anyway, um, good well, prediction. Hopefully then it will be yeah. 30... 34-33 to Everton, and then they'll get knackered that way. <laughs> there you go, a lot of better. Yeah. Um, based on our history of not winning up there for a long time and also the, the amount of draws of recent, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Semi-optimistic. We need a point at the very least. We need a win, but I'll, I'll take a point because of just how bad things are right now. So I think I'll go with the 1-1. One, 1-1 one. <laughs> one, one to the Palace, as D would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, we need to win. We've not got many leaders in our squad at the moment. One that we do have, someone who I think gets this club and certainly you know lives and breathes every second that he's playing for us is Jordan Ayew. I think he steps up. He does the Jason Pungeon thing for us. He scores the winner as we win 1-0. It's probably quite late um, and he cries when he scores it as well. <laughs> Christopher Hamling, yes. <laughs> No, he just had something in his eye. You. <laughs> um, Christopher Hambling and Cara and maybe Mike Scott. I'm not sure. He said something about going to Las Vegas. I'm not sure when he's going. Um, we'll be with you uh, to do a match report on the Burnley away game. Um, D will be on YouTube straight after the game. Uh, you'll get your chance to call into that. And have your say that always has very good contributors. Contributors? Contributors? Who knows? Um, Either one's good. I wonder where he'll be Either doing that good. from because I think he's driving and, up, not he? um, So I got the impression that he... Yeah. He's going to yeah. an away game. Is he? Then he won't be doing a show. It'll be... It'll be I'm it'll sure because he needed several tickets. I know we had to help him out to, um, back, to get them. So... You know what? You, you did... Yeah. Yeah, I remember Sorry to interrupt you. Why? Yeah, when I spoke to him Friday, he wasn't oh, sure okay. whether he was oh, going okay. to or not. But uh, and the, I did offer him my points. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I need them more than you, Chris, um, whether he's using them or not. Um, interestingly, I got a ticket for a friend for the Liverpool game. Yeah, I saw. And they sold out in 10 minutes. Now, oh. how many of them are for Scousers? I don't know. Patrick, did you just put your hand up then? I, I did because I'm coming to that game and I actually, because I'm an uh, international member, I reserved two extra tickets for that game for my my brother to go uh, yeah. with his girlfriend because I've already got my ticket to that game. But you're right. I was actually upset and shocked that it was sold out, but the tickets that I'm getting go on sale tomorrow, but I don't have to worry about it because they, they reserved them for me. So that's great. So but you're right. That was fast. That game sold out really, really quickly. Yeah. Amazing. Well, not really. It's a little bit funny, but... <laughs> So, catch us up on the Insta, catch us up on the Facebook and the X and the TikTok ting. Um, I've been Nick Gillard, they've been Patrick and Chris of the Body Palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.